Y'all, welcome back. I am so excited right now for so many reasons. Um, we have another mystery guest, uh, meaning that I and Vance have uh, have never met him before. Um, so yeah, obviously Vance is here. Vance and Ashley are here. The um, they're the solid foundations of the show. Truly, the Captain Kirk Douglas and Tuba Gooding Jr. of the show. They're the roots. You, you get it. And with us tonight is, uh, I guess, a friend of Ashley's or maybe even a co-worker of Ashley's. And that's admitting how much I, I don't even know about you, bro. Um, Tim, how do you know Ashley, man? Welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah. We're friends now. And, and thanks you for having me, guys. And uh, we were co-workers. And, you know, that blossomed uh, something else. And awesome. uh, yeah, now we're, we've been hanging out. Yeah. Blossomed much like a As plant. friends, though. As friends. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's be clear. Well, no. Yeah. Blossomed like a tree. It needs to be so heavy handed. It's going to be so bad. Uh, Okay. So for, I don't even know where to start, but just for everybody listening uh, up until literally one hour ago, I had been researching uh, like orchids and other home gardening tips and such uh, because I I was under the impression that Tim was like a, like a legit home gardener. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We're going to keep going. I'm going to leave that out there dangling. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. So Tim, uh, welcome to the show. Two things you need to know, basically really only two things here. We are America's first, number one, most conservative podcast, obviously. Yes. So respect the three of our positions, just like you respect the president yes. and, and the position of POTUS. Yes. Uh, so you know, not at all. And this is a very strict show. We stay on topic at all times. Please keep all answers uh, brief and direct and to the point and we'll be good. Yes. Now then, now that we know, now that you know everything you need to know about us, I have a... I guess it's it's a series of questions, kind of like a like a choose your own. Do you remember like the Goosebumps choose your own adventure books? Do you remember that back in the uh, day? Honestly, that was the only thing I read as a child. So yeah, hell yeah. Uh, All right. Well, this is nothing like that. So let's begin. <laughs> and no. to be to be clear up front, um, in this in this makeshift scenario, it doesn't include COVID. We're not. This isn't a gotcha. This isn't anything. So like, pretend this was a year ago and just kind of choose your answers accordingly. Now then, it is Saturday morning, sir. Uh, you awaken to your best friend in your room, frantically screaming that you just won a free vacation to Seattle. You will be there for four days. You got to pack right now. We got to leave in 30 minutes. Hurry up, go. How many pairs of socks do you pack for a four-day trip to Seattle, sir? Four-day trip to Seattle, I would do two pairs of long Nikes and then probably two uh, pairs of ankle socks. So versatile, two pairs of shoes with that. Only four pairs for four days? Yeah. Wow. Sandal, how, many, how many are you breathing? Like, Dog, when I when I came out to your house for five days, I brought 10 pairs of socks. Why? I am O C D and I'm realizing that it's just me. Actually, what would you have done? Like five, maybe? I'm trying oh, to push you more to me. On, on the socks, I'd probably go more conservative, but the underwear, I would definitely like when I go on a three day ten pairs of underwear. Yeah. I'll wear the same pair of jeans all week, but I'm changing what's underneath. Like I have to yeah. that's the thing. Okay, okay. So you packed a, a ridiculously slim amount of socks, but that's fine. No worries. It's now time to get dressed for your travel day. Super important question right here. You're going to be on a plane for a while. You're going to be moving, traveling. Whatever. What do you wear? Shoes, pants, top. What are you wearing? Any time of year, I freeze on an airplane. So I'm going to be wearing uh, sweatpants. I'm going to be wearing long socks. I'm going to be wearing sneakers. I'm going to be wearing a t-shirt, but I'm going to have a zip up over top of that with my backpack. I can put it in the backpack. If I'm hot. But typically when I'm cold, I'm going to have it on. Perfect. Okay, that's it. Nailed it. Not that there's correct answers, but congratulations, sir. You, <laughs> you got Did that it. one. Yeah. All right. So uh, you're packed. You're ready. You get on the plane. You made it through security, blah, 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 blah. It's one of those planes. It's two seats on one side of the aisle, two seats on the other. Do you take window or aisle? I go aisle. 
aisle. Ooh, I go aisle always. Actually, you too. How, how long's the flight? Uh, well, okay. Uh, the, the, flight is from, the flight is from. I, oh, and for our, yeah, for our millions of listeners, uh, y'all, Ashley and Tim are in Austin, but you you're flying to Seattle, but it connects in Denver. Oh, going to Seattle, so that's a long. Yes, flight. but it, it connects in Denver, so you know it's maybe two and a half. Like, you got a long day of flying, so I yeah, can't. You got a long day. You got a long. So day. if I'm not drinking, then I'm going window. Window? Y'all going aisle? Is it for leg room? Why? Is if it, you're what, not drinking, you're going If I'm not drinking, I'm going window because I'm sleeping. Because you're going to sleep. I mean, if, I'm going to read and, you know, stuff like that. But if you're drinking, you're going to need to pee and you got to get up. Exactly. Ooh, is yeah. that why, Tim, is that why you picked aisle? Or what's the allure of the aisle? Yeah, I have an overactive bladder, so it doesn't matter if I'm drinking or not. I'm going to have to pee, even if it's like a two-hour flight. I am also claustrophobic, so <laughs> I like to be on the aisle, even if it's a – I used to work um, my – um, old, he knows my old boss was in Tel Aviv. So I used to take some very long flights. It doesn't matter how long the flight is. Like some people love to like pop a sleeping pill, get comfortable, cozy up into the window and go to sleep. Oh no, I need to be able to get out of that seat at any time, at any moment. So I'm all about the aisle. So you're just like wired the whole time. Yeah, that's no, cool. I actually fall asleep really well. I, I'm a great, okay, that's, good. that's not an issue, but I just need to have the comfortability of knowing that if I need to stand up at any moment without bothering someone else, I can't. Hmm. I don't know how any of y'all fly without drinking. I take two shots before every flight. And if it makes me feel sick, I'll, I'll definitely take like a Benadryl or like an Advil PM, but drinking makes me, I don't feel so good. I, we, I yeah, I fly to drink on the plane. Like, yeah, uh, yeah I like that's, this. That's the- <laughs> I've been real hungover on a flight before and incredibly regretted that. So, yeah, that's no fun. I've I've been a different couple of things on a flight before. <laughs> you have a connecting what are we gonna flight. Do, guys, what are we going to do about that with like flying with COVID? If we want to fly, I've thought about it. I just need to get like a really strong edible because I can't drink. Yeah, I've been on a few flights Why recently. Why can't you drink? I can't take my mask off anymore. Oh, because you have to take your mask off. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Can you get a straw? Like legally, can you get a straw and like work it up and under the. No, because then it breaks the seal and then it's. You're telling me you can't drink water or what? How does that yeah, work? What do you, how does I don't that... think so. I don't think you're supposed to. I've flown to. very recently. They give you water, but there, there's no exceptions. Alcohol is just no not a thing anymore. They give you like the little airplane pretzels and that's So it. you can take your mask off to yeah. insert yeah, yeah, breaks in between, but uh, no alcohol. Yeah. That is wild. All right. Well, hopefully you're sober enough. Since, nope. I, since you're obviously nope. flying free class. <laughs> Pinkies out, y'all. <laughs> All right. So hopefully you are sober because your flight arrives into Denver much later than scheduled. And you now have to get all the way across Denver International Airport. And if you've never been to DIA, it's friggin' huge. You have 10 minutes to go the entire length, which even at a full sprint, you cannot do. Luckily enough for you, you look down and right after the gate, there is a Razor scooter, a skateboard, and a pair of rollerblades. Again, you have to go a great distance in a short amount of time. What do you choose? Easy, man. I, I skate. I've, I've been a skateboarder uh, since I was a kid, so I still have a longboard. Uh, I've got my little popsicle stick, but if it was a longboard, I'm definitely thinking that. Um, if not, maybe the razor. You're Joseph's new favorite person. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. That's yeah. the best. I mean, energy-wise, that's the best one because yeah. you like you can serve your energy. You can go just as fast as rollerblades, but you don't have to work as hard. See, well, here's two problems with rollerblades that had you picked it. Uh, a, you're wasting time putting on rollerblades. That's that's a that's a lot. And also, uh, I, I would act, and don't get me wrong, because Vance and I used to skate back in the day a lot. In fact, Vance just sent me a skate video today, which was absurd. 
that upside down yeah, yeah. through a pipe. But, but anyways, that's a fav- famous that's like upside down thing in LA. But, but yeah, if you're not, but you already said backpack, so I'll give you points because if you're if you're pulling like a, a, a str- like a rolly you know thing, scooter's the only way to do it. Because like, you can kind of control it with one hand and pull your roll. What about those backpack scooters? Those those um, luggage, luggage yes, yes. scooters. Dude, those are dope. The electric ones, those are ridiculous. So I don't ever bring like a suitcase or anything. I only bring a carry-on and that's all I have for every trip, no matter how long I'm going. Same. I only have this tiny oh, little well, I have, I pack a suitcase, but I have a carry-on. Oh, I don't check anything. I just no. literally have this little suitcase. My shit is lost. Trip? Yeah. Shove it all down in there. Yeah. Uh, so I would still have to have my luggage with the skateboard. So I don't know how I would do that. No, no, no. This is this is a by luck, by by happenstance. Skateboard's already sitting there. So you're, you don't worry. You're luck. You lucked out. Oh no, no. But I'm saying like it'd be cumbersome to carry that or like behind me. Ooh, like how do I do damn it? If it's not a backpack, you're in trouble. Shit. Would I have razor. rollerblade? It, no, it's razor, razor, dude. It's razor scooter. You, you push with <sighs> you hold with one hand, no. you hold with the other. No, like, you're actually your own little train. All right, moving forward because <laughs> because you made your flight. Congratulations. On the flight, they only have two types of snacks. It's a very odd plane, but go with it. You have your choice uh, of food. You can do Texas toast or French toast. What do you choose? Texas toast, baby. Yes, I Solid choice. Toast. Solid choice. The French correspondent goes Texas toast. <laughs> yeah. Choose French toast. N- nobody. That was the wrong choice. All right. So you, you get off the plane. Psychopath. That's like your psychopath question. Like if you it's answer so French toast, there, you're like. This entire list is psychopath question. All right. So you uh, you land. It's now getting a little late. You're a little hungry because obviously Texas toast is not going to fill you up. The uh, food court is closed in the airport and you are hungry now. All you see, thankfully, still open is a Subway or a Jimmy John's. What do you do? Mm. You know, I'm going to say that both of them are gross, but I was broke for a long time in my life and I ate Subway all the time and I'm, I'm going back to Subway. <laughs> that is the, I'm probably getting a meatball sub. I have no idea what's in their meatballs, but good. Yeah, I did. Meatball subs all the time. <laughs> the, the the right answer that I have written down is you go hungry because uh, but technically I'll give you credit because you did they are both disgusting good dude God. Jimmy John's isn't that bad it's gross Jimmy is John's there I had it, like, a lot of Jimmy John's in college there was one yeah. right from the guy David's place and we would just order a lot of Jimmy John's See, uh, <laughs> when I was in college in my younger twenties there was only a subway around there Jimmy John's wasn't a thing around in Baltimore right. so oh. Ooh, Baltimore. So right. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. I'm not a Texan. No, I'm not a Texan. Yeah, you made the right choice. Okay, uh, basically, last Joe, question. you're in South Carolina around now, bro. <laughs> bro, wait, what South Dakota? South Dakota, dude, dog. I'm looking out the window. Uh, it's snow. I but, wish. By I was the way, in you're South in South Carolina, but yeah, the way good, dude, oh, I wish. No, you got some snow, huh? Oh, it's been snowing. Like there's, what? yeah, dude. Oh, South Dakota is covered. There was like six yeah, inches in North Dakota. It, My cousins in Minneapolis. They're all yeah under snow. I'm moving back to Colorado in two weeks, and I can't wait. Okay, uh, you. Uh, there's no snow there in Colorado. You, yeah, yeah no, no, but it's so much better, dude. It's so much better. It it melts. So, all right. So, anyways, you get to your Airbnb, and you're gonna go out for the night. You got a ton of shit planned, but you need an energy boost. It's like seven, eight ish at night, whatever. What is your go to here? Soda, coffee, Red Bull, or not even a drink. I don't know if like a power bar. What's your go to? You know, late night. I need to pick up now. I mean, I guess there's, I know this is a conservative podcast, but I've had a prescription of Adderall since I was like 12 years old. I've always got some in my backpack and I probably take a 10 milligram pill, break it in half and just pop one of those in my mouth. <laughs> That'll work. Good yeah. God. That's the For me, it's going to be a Coca-Cola. It's just going to be a straight up um, no, okay. <laughs> Coca-Cola yeah, no. on ice. 
Coffee hurts my stomach. Red Bull gives me a headache. So, energy drinks are the worst. I don't know how people do them anymore. No, like, I like to drink them all the time. I a five hour energy one time because somebody dared me. It's just disgusting. Gasoline, man. All right. So, last question. You've partied all night. It's 4 a.m. You get back to your Airbnb. Your buddy found a new love interest. He and that person, or she and that person, I don't know who your buddy is. It's fine. They take the bed. There are no other beds. What you find is a couch. There's a hammock on the patio, or of course, the rental car. Where are you sleeping? Where are you in Seattle? Where's he right now? Seattle right now? I, I'm really curious to find out where all of this is going. I mean, this is I, crazy because I, like, I, I feel like I've been in all these situations. <laughs> <laughs> for me. I, I, I take the hammock and then at around 7 a.m., 6, 7 a.m., depending on what time of year it is, the sun starts coming up and I immediately regret it. Yep. And I run inside looking for the couch or the best place to sleep because I'm uncomfortable. But no, I, t- I always take the hammock, especially if I'm intoxicated. Dude, the hammock guy. Solid There's always the hammock guy. At the time, it seems like the best choice, and it never is. There is always a hammock guy. See, I, feel I like never it, go for the hammock, ever. Oh, my back's too bad for a because, hammock. Dude, I take it. only like, you got to be like a very rugged person to go for the hammock, I feel like. I'm too much of a, like a, a wuss. I can't handle the elements while I'm sleeping. <laughs> I, I slept in a treehouse in Costa Rica for like eight days one time, and they oh, yeah. my best friend. Yeah. I mean, was I it at least like I carpeted? I, I know. It's like I, I was probably sleep on like a hardwood floor before I wear a hammock, probably. Guaranteed I would. With a pillow and a blanket. But yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed. That'd be way better for my back. I, and I, I just always associate hammocks too, like sleeping in hammocks with mosquitoes. Because like we're, you're always going to get bit by mosquitoes and I hate that. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's that's mosquitoes fair. The time, that's time the mosquitoes in DC though. Oh my God! It's mosquito capital of the world. Is it really? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, know. It's there's so much water in the Northeast. Yeah, oh, there's so realize. much water up. There. It's a swamp. It's literally built in a swamp. I guess I didn't think of it like that. I mean, uh, obviously, from you know Houston, Austin, Texas, like Gulf stuff. Obviously, we have mosquitoes, but I yeah okay yeah. yeah. Well, Vance, Vance, you know how you could help that uh, issue. You could, you could drain the swamp. And as, as America, oh. number one most conservative podcast. Wow. I think <laughs> well, it's drained, Joe. Yeah, no, it, it is done. He did done. mission accomplished. He did it. Mission <laughs> No more mosquitoes. <laughs> All right. So this is the part where this goes off the rails because I really did have a litany of questions and I was gonna tie that whole bullshit into like some family garden that you were gonna wake up. But like now that that's not the topic, let's just let's just All right, I do want to ask one thing. Your family does have Tim. Your family, your parents are botanists legit like actual botanists i grew up in a very strange situation um yeah the the people come from all over the country to see my parents backyard uh my dad is is part of a big part of the rock garden society they they have a very elaborate tropical setup back there he has a greenhouse where he moves things back and forth uh during the summer and winter and where is this where, where do they uh, live now so, yeah it it's right between uh baltimore and dc and uh Elegant City, Maryland. Oh, dude, that's like Vance. You need to go check this out. I want pictures. Yeah, I... <laughs> you can. He gives tours, though. And and my my so the the background between that is uh, both my parents are scientists. My dad was an immunologist, but my mom she uh, was was actually the associate dean of the agriculture department at University of Maryland. So uh, her background is mostly in plant science and in trees and urban forestry. Uh, but both have been kind of obsessive about 
uh, botany and plants throughout my whole like childhood and growing up. So it's just always been around me. Did that connect them in dating? Did yes. They, yeah. my, my, my mother had no interest when they met or she was kind of undecided as to what her major was going to be. They met in college uh, and he kind of talked her into it. Mm-hmm. So she just was Found like, yeah, plants life. are cool. Uh, like, <laughs> Let's see what this is. That's cute. And then she that was the first female to ever get her, master, her master's in um, – shit something in in plant sciences but she was the first at the university of illinois to do that very cool and they've been married for how long so we met in college they're in their 60s now and it's been probably about 40 years yeah damn for them genuinely what's that gym what gym is that isn't there different gyms for each anniversary different thing for each anniversary they definitely do not pay attention to that (laughs) so i don't know you have not been giving your wives Things for every anniversary. What's it like? Wood? I think I'm on. We're on our fifth, so it's like wood. What is? I it? think fifth is wood because my sister and her husband just celebrated that as well, and their last name is Wood, so it's very similar. Oh wow! Hey, now we have kids. You know, you know, what we celebrate is who can leave the house now. Like literally, my <laughs> wife. My wife is not home right now, and she was so stoked. I was like, "Yeah, baby, you got this." Like, I've, I'm literally as we're doing this, I'm checking the baby monitor to make sure my oldest, <laughs> there's a real chance my oldest son just dive bombs this podcast at some point. So just be prepared for that left turn because I mean he's he's not a sleeper. Lately. It's like 25 percent where that he'll come. I like when yeah. he comes in. It's one out of four. Yeah. <laughs> it really. Is. Okay, so so Tim, do you? Like, did you ever, like, I don't know, like, as a rebellious teenager, did you ever, like, yeah, I hate plants, like, fuck, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. I hate gardening, you I, know? I, like, I thought that was interesting, too, that you followed, like, your parents' footsteps in this, like, very unique thing. That's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it was never, like, a childhood fantasy of mine. And I, I think the, the, the one thing I left out, which was the weirdest part of my childhood, was we never had a dog or a normal, like, domesticated animal they used to, we they were really big into reptiles so <laughs> my we had two that were kind of clashing with each other when i was younger which is we had a green iguana that would like roam around the house or like live outside and then the strangest was they had this argentinian monitor that's like this like four between four and five foot long just beast that you know they're they're meat eating and they <laughs> are a little dangerous, but they domesticated it. My dad has this just like magical ability to basically tame any animal. He's a, um, what's the Harry Potter when you can speak and yeah, snake? Yeah, he, he, he literally Dr. Doolittle. I, I don't know. There, there's, there's animals that shouldn't be living around there that just like walk around the house. I mean, they're, oh, that's cool. the, the one thing that's been obnoxious through my whole life that I've always hated is they also have parrots. And I do not believe that parrots should be a, a house pet. They are loud, they are obnoxious, and then whenever they go through their puberty phase, they just they turn into wild animals and they'll like attack anything. So I always oh. I always had clashes. They they love one person or two people sometimes, but I always had clashes growing up with the, the parrots that they had. With like a like a dog in heat, parrots will do the same shit. The the big issue is that um, they had this. It, my, they had a female when I was growing up. It was like a Quaker parrot, and she went through this nesting phase where she always thought that, for me being the, I guess she thought I was the dominant male in the house, and she wanted me to always be building a nest for her. And anytime I wasn't, she would peck at me. And that's what they do. They're they're a, a human female to the extreme, where if you're not. <laughs> helping build their nest or helping support their lives they will literally peck at you and like 
Hear, hear, sir. Yeah, it make yeah. one of us conservative podcasts. Yeah, yes. We understand this. Don't you hate when that's the whiz men's are always hilarious. Talking? All right. Well, you're the first person I've met that's been pecked by a parrot. Yeah. Literal hen pecked or parrot pecked, whatever. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds a little traumatic, but it, was. it also yeah. sounds amazing. Okay, it's, yeah. it's my sister's um, husband, my brother-in-law, who I love very much on the show, because I think he also grew up with a parrot. They <laughs> all, all of them, doesn't matter what kind of bird it is, they wake up at 6 a.m. and they'll yeah, just start squawking. Yeah, and he has traumatic and stories about in, this. When you're in high school and there's a parrot squawking at 6 or 7 Ooh. in the morning and you're trying to sleep on a Saturday, it's just, to, it, it is traumatic. To the point where my sister has, like, called out that she may have wanted to name their second child Charlie if it's a boy. And Phil was like, no, that's what the parents' name was. <laughs> we that. I mean, birds are dicks. I could have told you that they don't make good pets. I mean like I love terrible. birds though. I have a fascination with birds. They're like mini dinosaurs, but no I, yeah, I I'm I'm on Ashley's side here. I would totally until hearing all of this, I I was would have been totally for getting like my kids a pet bird, but that sounds fucking awful. No, they should be outside flying from tree to tree, <laughs> yeah. living there wild lives that should not be in a cage in somebody's house that's Probably. my stance yeah for Probably. sure yeah well that's that's the podcast stance from now on yep yep we are we are anti-bird moving we forward well no no we're pro-bird freedom pro-bird. movement yeah pro-bird. 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 You pro-bird. Can't, you can't cage a bald eagle guys i think we all know that I think hell, yeah. hell yeah <laughs> wow um okay so um yeah dude tim i don't even know how to like turn into this when did you start doing what it is that you do, sir? Yeah. So when you referenced earlier that you an hour ago things kind of shifted, uh, I thought I think that everybody thought I was going to come in here talking about like what's the best house plant for for everybody to keep? Uh, is the snake plant the one that you know cannot die? But fiddly figs, they're really yeah. hard. I, I have six orchid related yeah, questions. Those, but I mean, for me, the the fascination with plants uh, started a, a long time ago, and I I uh, tinkered a little bit with with uh, growing cannabis and uh, finally started like making it a real thing. I'd say it's been uh, probably about eight years now and uh, started outdoors when, you know, back eight years ago, things were pretty dicey, especially in Maryland, but uh, everything's been really eased at this point. And it's really not some kind of criminal enterprise that I'm running right now. So I'm pretty comfortable talking about it, but I've gone from, you know, growing, cannabis outdoors to cross-functional being outdoors and inside at the same time. And I have like a whole kind of grow room set up that I have in my place in, in Austin now. So it's, it's, it's all at least contained to a, to a, a domicile of some kind. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like Ashley has her little office over in, in her apartment. I mean, I have something that's built to be one, but I've converted into that kind of room. And uh, for me, I have like a tent and equipment that sits inside of there. So it's all contained and it's uh, all the material inside of it's reflective. So you can have a small area where there's light coming from all sides, basically. So I, I like I'm so unprepared for this, but you have no idea how in, excited I am to even just pick your brain. <laughs> yeah, how seven questions. Yeah. Like how <laughs> how did you come to let's start here. When did you decide you wanted to? You know what I mean? Like what, what was like the, question. what was, yeah, what was like, all right, today's the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what, you guys said it, it was interesting that I'm actually have some kind of fascination with plants growing up. And actually I thought they were boring as shit. And I, I was like, <laughs> well, I, but I've seen and watched my parents be able to grow and cultivate whatever they're doing. And I was like, you know, what's fun is weed. I like smoking weed. Let me see if I can <laughs> grow this. I feel like it, 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 
for some reason growing up, I felt like it was like in my veins that I could do this and or that I can grow any kind of plant that I want. And like everybody, for some reason, people even think with houseplants, it's difficult. But for me, it's just, you know, photosynthesis is just light, water, soil. And for that, it's the same with uh, the cannabis plant. And uh, I, I tried it out outdoors at somewhere in my mid 20s just to see if I could do it. And then I was like, this is it, it's literally called weed for a reason because it grows. <laughs> so it's, it, there's no hidden uh, secret sauce to it. It's really not, I mean, there's, there's a million things that can go wrong. We can talk about that. But uh, as far as just, you know, growing that as opposed to a normal houseplant, it's not that difficult. It's ironic uh, that South Dakota has a strong anti-weed stance, although it is, uh, it's coming up on the bill or on the ballot. Uh, this that. Election. Yeah. Yeah, South D- a couple of my neighbors even have signs out in their yard, which I was stunned to see. But, yeah, no, dude, South Dakota, South Dakota, at least Sioux Falls, South Dakota. South- Sioux Falls is the Austin of South Dakota, but uh, South Dakota is still way behind even Texas as a whole. The point is there is weed growing everywhere here. Really? It's commonly referred to as ditch weed. It's, it's like 2%. Like you, you have to smoke a garbage bag to feel anything, but it's literally everywhere. It litters, it litters the sidewalks, it litters driveways, like there are highways, like the ditch, it, the ditches just have it because it is, it is a friggin' weed. But I'm imagining the stuff that you grow is slightly better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like h- how does one make it stronger in the same way that I don't necessarily understand how you can make whiskey stronger or weaker. You know what I mean? Or like even IPA is like how some are 12% alcohol and some are like six. I don't really understand any of that, but for you specifically, how do you, you know what I mean? Like what, what did you, what do you do to make it good? I guess it's all, it's all genetics. And, uh, for me starting out, there was seeds that I pull from some dirt weed and try to plant and see what happened. And, you know, I learned, that there's people that are that were out there hunting through the the forests of uh, Central America looking for the best strains of cannabis, and we're in the golden age right now where people can can take different seeds that they find and uh, cross them with other seeds, and that's something that I've done myself. So, you know, the basic process is right now I strictly buy female seeds. Uh, because the male seed is totally worthless. Male marijuana plants are. There's a, there's a male and female seed. I did not know that. Yeah, already. Yeah. 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 So the, the male, yeah, the males basically grow just uh, pollen sacs and instead of flower. The flower smoke, oh. and those pollen sacs eventually burst. And the reason that females, the the female flower has gotten so potent is well, part of it is they grow and grow and grow and they get uh more potent in the air of trying to attract that pollen so if you have a something that i've done in the last couple years actually by accident because somebody gave me male seeds when they were supposed to be giving me females i had females and males around the same area one of them grew pollen sacs those pollen sacs pop and then they impregnate the female and then those buds those flowers actually grow seeds inside of them and so that you can cross the genetics to make better marijuana. If you find two strains that are really potent and one has an effect where it, it gets you really stoned, but it also makes you sleepy. And there's one that doesn't get you as like stoned to the couch, but it gives you like more energy. You can take those and one of them take a male, one of them take a female and you can have that pollen impregnate that female and then take those seeds and start growing a mix between the two. So that's something that I've like been tinkering with over the last couple of years. And, you know, I haven't really made my own strains that I'm going to go out and promoting that are better than something you could buy online. But, uh, you know, it's just fun to do. It's like a nice side hobby. 
Yeah, maybe one day. But also, like, I, I love that in the same way that you're describing these plants, it, it it almost feels like you as a human being were like genetically made for this as, you know, uh-huh. mom and dad both had that, you know what I mean? And then the tie in joke, just because I can't not say it because I'm 11, is that the males have the sacks? Is that what you're saying? All right. Yeah. No. Yeah. They have the sacks. And they burst on the females. They, they ejaculate yeah. on the females and yeah, make them having sex. But I mean, the, the other part is like, so, you know, we brought up my parents a couple of times and this was way after I started growing. My mother, she retired and got approached by a, a, a company that was starting to, or that was buying for a bid to be in the medical marijuana uh, biz in Maryland because they were giving out 15 licenses at the time. And she jumped on the board there. So she is on the board of directors for the number one grow uh, facility in, in the state of Maryland. Wow. That's dumb. I mean, and that leads me because I was going to ask. So, like, your parents are well aware of what you're doing. Don't give a shit is, is how I'm taking this. They were very interested when I started. They were like, "This is what you're doing wrong. This is how you can tweak." <laughs> yeah. I love it. I, I mean, love it. it you know, now that I'm not doing it anymore, and now that's basically legal in Maryland. I mean, I started with growing it uh, in Baltimore, but then when I my first indoor experience was at in their basement. Wow. I mean, that should that should like be how it is, right? Like we do that with beer. You watch your friends like make beer all the time and cross this yeah. all this. Stuff. What's the like? And it's so scientific. That's the other thing. Like when I'm, I have a neighbor. I have two neighbors. One neighbor is a really big, like he brews beer all the time. He's like really good at. It. And then my other neighbor is a um, like a wine connoisseur. He's on the show. It was a, yeah. it was a very productive episode. Yeah, uh, we'll say that, dude. They get, they get to talk and it's just like two nerds just talking about science the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like it's the same way with this. Yeah. I mean, with beer, the biggest issue you have is bacteria. With uh, marijuana, the biggest issue that I've seen is parasites. Mm. Even out of nothing, even in your own home, like bugs will just show up? Well, I can tell you about the issue I'm having right now, which is uh, I've never had this before. And there's always something going wrong. And you (laughs) spot it out. But it's uh, spider mites. And I was trying to rack my brain about how... I was in the area the other day and I noticed there was little webs at the bottom of the plants. And I was like, what the hell is this? I haven't seen these before. I knew they were, I knew they were a parasite, but they can't just sneak into a house really. And I'm, I'm, I, I'm looking uh, online, seeing what the you know main cause of it is. And it's like, usually if you bring in a plant from outside, they can travel in. And it turns out I had a plant growing on my porch just for fun that I brought inside uh-huh. And it infected the whole grow area. So it's like one little thing gets in. Wow. And then all of a sudden, you know, luckily I caught it like when they just first started flowering. But if I was, you know, six weeks later, they would have infected all the flowers and I would have just had to toss away, you know, oh, wow. uh, the entire crop or harvest, whatever you want to call it. Wait, so you couldn't smoke that weed? I mean, there, there's certain things you don't want to do. If, if there's parasites on the bud, you don't want to touch it. Another thing is, you know, the thing that you really have to watch out for, and, and there's, you know, now that it's getting more regulated, it's great. But like, I've seen people that have bought from a dispensary where there is mold on the buds. If you put that into your lungs, it's, it's mm. dangerous. It's, it can cause cancer. It can cause all kinds of lung problems. I mean, bud rot is a serious issue for sure. Oh, I no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, I don't know. I, I just know it looks green. So I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah you always want to look, look, look out if there's like little, I mean, sometimes with bud rot, you can literally flick a bud and there will be like smoke that comes out of it. Okay. Uh, 
It's caused by like basically too much humidity being in the grow area. Okay. Okay. So if it's flaky and it like, I, I, I'm gonna now I'm gonna start flicking mine. It'll be it'll be discolored and it'll almost look. I know I just talked about spider mites, but it'll almost look like there's like a little spider's web over it, or it'll, it'll look like there's like fungus growing on top of it. In I the mean, same way, you just gotta look closely. That you're that you're like tossing your wine around, you know. He's like, yeah, you're just be if you see like a mold. looking at the tannins, or you're flicking it for spider mites, same thing. <laughs> oh, let me see. Let me, let me check. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, no. So when we were out, Vance, do you mind us? Do you mind me telling the story about when we were looking for shit in DC? Oh yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Cool, cool. Uh, we were looking for shit in DC, and because uh, DC has really weird laws, and like again, for the Joe, record, you were so you were such an asshole about it. It was I so not, funny. Let me be clear: I don't give up. Like, first of all, one thing but I've never broken the law. The I've never, I've never broken the law. Let me be clear: never once, never have, never will. Now then, in DC, it's legal to have but not buy. So it's a very weird cavalcade. You can grow, you can grow up to six plants yeah. in your house in DC. Yeah, so I I used to live in Colorado. I lived in uh, Maastricht, which is a Netherlands uh, place for a while. So I, I'm used to laws that you don't have to care. But DC, apparently you do. We find the shop and you walk in and I don't smoke. At least I'm trying not to because it just doesn't matter. I want some edibles. They clearly have edibles sitting there in a jar and I, I want those. And the guy goes, I can't sell you those. And I literally need your aggression. Well, then why the fuck do you have a store? Like, what are we doing? And he goes, no, no, no. I can sell you a like, sticker. Sorry, guys. I can sell you a sticker. And with that sticker, you get a free gift. And I was just like, can we not do this? <laughs> like, I, this song and dance is so dumb. It is so, like, we are all above this as as just human beings. We But I get it. I'm fine. Fine. So we play along or whatever. We go back the next day. I do the same thing, but I even try to play along, but it's the same guy. And he goddamn charges me double because he just hates me. So like oh, I had to have them go. I descended my friends. Like, can we go in and buy shit for me? Cause they hate me now. <laughs> Goddamn. So just trying to do their jobs is, is the goal for you. I, I mean, I guess it, it, if Texas ever legalizes it, w- would you then try to sell two dispensaries? Is that like the next level of the game? No, I think where where my mom is at now is just I want to feed off of that. I mean, I'm in contact with the the uh, company that she is on the board for, and I always I, I'm an investor in them, and uh, I I don't think I could ever bring what I do to scale. I've been approached by people about doing it, but that's more that would bring me into a, an illegal area. There was no like uh, the thing that's it's super whenever a state becomes legal for whether it be recreational or medicinal, they only give out a certain amount of licenses. Yeah, and the it's fucked. Super competitive to get one of those licenses. The way that my the company my mom is on the board for got that is they had a whole board of PhDs that were in the plant science field, and they you know had the right people in place. They had the they knew politics in the area. You have to have, and they had funding behind them too. You have to have a lot in place to get one of those licenses. You can't. Oh, they lobbied the hell out and say, "I've been growing weed and I know what I'm doing." They'll be like, "No, there's about you know, there was there was over a thousand applications, and they only gave out fifteen licenses in Maryland." So, so many whiskey and steak dinners, and likely under the table thing, like guaranteed. <laughs> like in my own, I'm not gonna say that on the record. Uh, never broken the law, not once, not never. So, so <laughs> it, when it comes to that kind of shit, it so. Do you even want Texas to legalize it at this at this point? Because I mean, Austin is such a, a weird gray area. Because I mean, you know, I had, I had the three of us growing up in it. We still have friends, and I know people, and blah blah blah. 
do you even want that to be a thing? Or at this point, are you happy where it's at? I think the way that they've stated the law here that, you know, they're not going to prosecute for a certain amount. I think we're all in a safe space. And in Austin, I'm not too worried about it. I would love to see them legalize it in Texas. I, I think that, you know, states like Texas, South Carolina, Alabama, Mississippi come in my head. They're going to be dead last. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, I think 10 years from now, we're going to look look back at this or people that weren't around or weren't were too young at the time or be think it's crazy just like the prohibition of alcohol at the time mm-hmm. very similar it, it, I, I totally agree actually i had this conversation it's gonna happen it's a question of when yeah i mean it's south dakotans are even like anybody i talk to around here that's under like 40 ish even people and the majority don't smoke and are like look i don't i have nothing to do with it or like a lot of them are like yeah i tried it once and i freaked out and i didn't like it and like that's fine like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like push you to try it but like even then they're still like why do i care we could be taxing it. We could be so like even hardcore staunch fiscal conservative Republicans are still like we could tax this shit. Like that's us. the only yeah, that's the only thing that makes me hope maybe think that like Alabama, Arkansas, the southern states are going to eventually push it past because it's just too much money. But well, I, I like the idea. We can see that it's a uh, I mean, Colorado, what they've proven in terms of um, what they've done with tax refunds and everything is absolutely incredible. And just like looking back to I think people of a certain age like our you know, age range specifically with the Reagan era, this whole war on drugs is like, we've known to be completely ridiculous. Like, I mean, it's just a complete farce. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just what Tim said, the smoking of weed does, you know, it's it's just not on par with all the other drug issues. I mean, we've talked in other episodes of the podcast about what that means for criminalization and it's, it's um, yeah. Here's a question I had back when I thought you were just a regular gardener. Um, prison prison gardening is a new trend. Like it's a, it's on the rise. It's the first thing I found when looking up gardening that I was like, oh, this is interesting. Y'all, I was gardening like, I is pretty cathartic. Uh, no, it's not. I hate it. I hate Dude. it a lot, lot. Well, some people hate what it. What setting were you gardening in? What say it again? What setting were you gardening in? Like, or like, what were you doing? Like, like, I was, why? I was in Colorado, and it was perfectly legal at the time. I was stoned and happy, and as soon as I started gardening, I was angry and dirty and miserable. I, I cannot. That I could go on it. Mm, I'm just gonna. I'm. I am not a fan. One iota. I hate the act of digging in the dirt. I hate that. I hate the. It's just too. At least to me, it's too meticulous. You have to be like. I'll dig in the dirt and like make some shit at all. But you do at least for me, dude. I've killed every plant I've ever touched. My wife has left me alone for literally two days and come home to entire household full of dead plants. I'm like, I swear to God, I watered it. I don't know what the fuck I did. Like, did you do any research whatsoever before you tried to keep these plants alive? I I think we both know. Okay, there you go. It takes like two Google searches. Now I'm talking about this, and, I, and Lauren will never listen to this podcast. But she would like think this is hilarious because she keeps all her fucking plants alive. I don't do shit. Oh, Sarah's great. But I'm like, oh, I'm good at this. It's really easy, Joe. It's super easy. <laughs> Come on, man. So, Tim, did you start? Okay, so actually, no. Let me ask the question I was going to ask because you you brought up the idea of imprisonment, and this is just going to take a left turn. Prison gardening is on the rise, and like it's, it's just interesting. But like the general concept of, and this is way off topic, but kind of the idea that prisoners are allowed to have a gardening structure or gym equipment or ping pong tables. You know what I mean? That idea, and this is—I admit—we're just taking a left turn here, but we're going to do it. What do you think about that? Just in general. Do do you do you like the idea that they are given an avenue to express themselves? Any of you at this point, it's open topic. Yeah, I think that for me, uh, the the mindset of 
locking somebody in a hole is terrible. I think that even if you commit a crime, that prison should be more about rehabilitation. Uh, you shouldn't strip everybody of fun. You shouldn't, I mean, you know, they're not there to have fun, but you shouldn't just take everything away from them and just say, you did something bad, you're in this hole now, and this is your consequence. You should try to put them in there to actually rehabilitate them. I mean, there was a good 60 minutes piece a couple of years back about prisons in Germany and they have like an open door policy and all, their sole purpose is to actually rehabilitate people. So, you know, teaching them life skills like gardening, I don't know if ping pong would really fall into that. but No, but uh, the idea of an expressive outlet. I like how they have an education system in prison. I think that it could probably be improved, but I know people that have been to jail for long periods of time and have not been falsely convicted, but uh, have had their sentences be a lot more than they should be. And, you know, they should have gotten a lot more. I, I wish that people were getting a lot more out of it before they're sent back to being in the streets and, you know, having a, a scarlet letter on them of, oh, I've been to prison and now I can't be hired by 90% of companies unless I'm doing manual labor. Mm -hmm. Like, what are we trying to do here as a society? Like, are we trying to teach people that if you steal something, we're just going to like punish you and uh, like cut off uh, some things that you could have as a contributing member of society? Or should we teach you, hey, like maybe we like educate you or, you know, do constructive stuff so that when you come out, maybe you won't steal again. Absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. what? Like what are we trying to do? Like I, I don't understand how you could not be. I don't understand now as America's most conservative podcast. Of course, I Number understand one. because lock Number them up, one. lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand. Even if you're really, really conservative, like don't you want like our society to be less violent, less ignorant, less bad as a whole? I don't under. I don't get it. Yeah, like, and and I think it goes back to having like empathy for how does somebody get to that place in the first place? You know, mm -hmm. if you as a person who have never had to steal, lie, cheat, whatever crime that it is, you know, you probably haven't found yourself in a place where that was some like a, a necessary vital in your life. And obviously there's going to be a subset of people who have mental disabilities or whatever that commit crimes or psychological issues or whatever. But by and large, I think it's like people who are truly disenfranchised. And that's what's never made sense to me is that those people who are then never, you know, were never given that kind of love and, um, you know, feeling of a belonging and place in society, but then rebel against it, get sent into prison and then turned out they repeat the same mistakes. And a lot of people, like a lot of prisoners there, again, have been studies and shown that they sometimes people, actually feel more comfortable in prison than they do outside of society because Dude, th this we got to do a prison episode like meal you know if you're not in like solitary confinement or something horrible you're actually like given like a routine meals x amount of times a day um you know you know where you're gonna sleep every night whereas like a lot of these people could be potentially homeless or whatever so yeah i i I think we're all in the same train of thought there. Rehabilitation yeah. is, is key. Like, like, isn't it better? Like, isn't it better if it, like you said, you brought up mental illness. Like why would we not want to, what's better? Try to 
help their mental illness and send them back into society or do nothing about their mental illness and just kick them out in society. Well, I don't understand the logic. It doesn't make sense to me. Put them in a cage, wait, send them <laughs> yep. back out and expect them to good. Whatever it is. Yeah. You have children. You try to like, you know, when a child does something wrong, you try your best as a parent to teach them what it was that they did wrong and how they can correct that and be better the next time. And, you know, if, if that doesn't happen with somebody who doesn't have those fundamental building blocks, then, yeah, you're just, you know, sending somebody to time out and releasing them back into yeah. the world again. And it's interesting you say that, actually, because I looked up, again, this is, a, all of this research was prepared for a completely different topic, Tim, so whatever. But uh, a lot of people in jail, and this is according to, like, one thing I found, so take it what it's worth, but a lot of people in prisons that are long-term prisons didn't grow up with either a mother or a father. They either grew up mm -hmm. with an aunt or an uncle or somebody else completely, which clearly you're not going to have any type of family structure. So they do find prison to be their familial oh, structure it's yeah. it, it really and they become more uh you know i guess comfortable with it to to choose your word so this is all my uh, attempt to left turn because we're all more or less in our you know since covid we're in a personal home prison lately and uh, you know we're all kind of in prison and speaking of prison martha stewart knows how to garden and she went to prison <laughs> so that brings me that brings me to this week's yeah. quiz um this week's quiz is the, the name of this week's quiz is what I think about gardening. It's filthy, awful, meticulous, overwhelmingly and unspeakably shitty. Okay. Vance, did you get it? No. I was paying, I was I wasn't really paying attention. I know you're not famous. <laughs> I need E here. He's the only one who's ever gotten those. So this is a yeah, e yeah, he gets it every time. But this is a famous gardening quiz. Uh Tim, Vance, you all ready? Because this, okay. this, uh, yeah. this is this is big stuff. All right. Warm for this. Question. Question number one, and I actually named each question this week. I'm super excited. I, I got a little carried away because wow. I couldn't I couldn't find shit to talk about <laughs> with regular gardening. Yeah. Like I really did. I just it's like went weird with it. Yeah. By the way, Joe, I like those barnyard doors you got there. I never noticed that before. Oh, wait, wrong one. Yeah, dude, they're classic. <laughs> dude, that's that's oh, very classy, in right now. Bro. Classy, bro. Very in right now. I literally, I was watching something last night and it was super funny because I was super wrecked and I literally fell over and knocked them off the hinges <laughs> and we're trying to sell this house. Sarah was so pissed off. She was so pissed off. Did she wake up? You woke her up, I'm assuming. Oh God. Yeah. Well, because wh where I'm sitting right, right now is literally below, like our bedroom is right, right there. And so she came down. So she's like, what broke? I was like, sorry, babe. I'm a little wasted. Nothing. Yeah. No, no big deal. All right. So Ashley, welcome back. Okay. Question number one is named solo named women. This woman converted a dozen acres of her Maui estate to an organic garden. She produces hundreds of pounds per week of vegetables, fruits, and herbs. She is literally changing the health of the small island. And according to a few articles, the locals love her. And they literally say that she is actually changing and we are all healthy because of her. Who am I talking about? Oprah, Madonna, Cher. Ooh, it's got, I, I would guess Madonna. I'm going, no, I'm going Cher. I'm going Oprah. It is Oprah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Killing yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two. No one wants to, wants to guess her because it's like. Yeah. She does everything. Can we talk about how Oprah is the Weight Watchers, uh, you know. The, the she loves bread. Love, I bread. Love, bread. I love bread. She's still a larger woman and she's supposedly eating healthy every day. She's but how good. Look, look, Tim. Five, Oprah's five, struggle five. with that. Has been well documented over like twenty years. Apparently, it's a Lauren. You're a spokesperson. How do you know if I'm overweight? Watching that, how do I feel like I'm going to get thinner She's by seeing Oprah right. on this diet? She looks okay, but she looks I can. Okay. 
I mean, she I'm just, just she just won me that this quiz. Like I, I want to know right now, so I gotta I gotta support her. Shame on all of you for judging any type of physicality, guys. <laughs> guys, it's 2020, guys. As America's number but one, I work in marketing. If I see a spokesperson for a company right, that's telling me try to lose weight, <laughs> yeah, lost the weight. Why do I believe in her that she's gonna help me along my way? Because she's no. Oprah. If you're a celebrity, when everything you do is on the table. Male, you should not. I'm just saying, I would like a success story of somebody that you know has lost the weight. That's the spokesperson. She's <laughs> go on. All that's right. the, that's, uh, I feel like that's like politically correct culture now. You're not allowed to have someone who actually lost the weight. <laughs> like you can't do that. Oh my god, that's fantastic. No, that's that's dead on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like, um, wow, that's dead on. Okay, next. All right. Uh, d- d- quit derailing the quiz, guys. Guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Remember the rules? Bring it back Staying on, Staying on topic. All right. Uh, question number two, and this question is named Maui Salad. Oh, this man. woman, uh, she also has land in Hawaii, and it, she dedicates it to healthy food. She grows macadamia nuts. She raises goats and honeybees, as well as a couple of herbs, on her 50-acre property in Hawaii. Am I talking about Sigourney Weaver, Roseanne Barr, or Sharon Osbourne? Roseanne. Sigourney. Sharon. Roseanne. Oh my gosh. I love that. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> I was uh, the like, most random one. Yeah. Sharon right. Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it was actually really hard for me to pick. Like, I don't know who the fuck else to put next to these people. <laughs> I had to Google female celebrities because you you know, I don't know celebrities. All right. Uh, question number three. Final question. Uh, this one's named Dudes Whose Names I Can't Pronounce. This guy is an organic vegan and he has a home garden that he personally digs in and does the work. Also, oh shit, this ties in. Also, he is heavily involved in the Edible Schoolyard Project, which Tim, not that type of, all right, so back and forth. Um, it's a different type of edible. Anyways, this guy helps uh, kids learn they build, to- uh, They build pl- like playgrounds out of food and just the kids go and eat them? I mean, honestly, yeah, actually. He, he, he literally, he goes to different schools and he helps kids learn how to grow their own vegetables and gives them little gardens and how to like, you know, cook their own healthy meals and yada, yada, yada. Imagine so, like a Willy Wonka scenario. Uh, I mean, you know, less less elaborate, but close. You know? okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, am I talking about Joaquin Phoenix, Benedict Cumberbatch, or Jake Gyllenhaal? Ooh, um, Jake. Wait, what, Joaquin. Jake, he's a good guy. I'll round it up. Cumberbatch. Jake Vance uh, two for three. Ashley goes good over guy. three. I yeah. met him and I didn't even get this. I point. know a lot about celebrities. <laughs> Oh lot. shit! Um, all right, so yeah, I, I, I that was supposed to go into a couple of questions about regular ass gardening again. So fuck it, uh, Tim. You lived in Baltimore for a while, and uh, Vance lives out in DC. So I mean, did, Tim, are you at least familiar with? And is Baltimore the same as DC? Where there are certain like narrow roads that literally trucks are not allowed down. Like, you know what I mean? Like big ass trucks, like A can't fit and B. Like there are some signs. Where'd you see that in DC? When I was coming to visit you, dude, when I was in the, the cab because you didn't pick me up from the airport. Thanks again. So yeah. I took a cab for like 50 minutes and there were literally streets that had signs that said no trucks. Now, they might have been talking about 18 wheelers, but point is, it, is Baltimore the same? Is it like tiny ass, compact, like old school style? It is a very grid city. So, yeah, there's, you know, very small one way roads everywhere you go. But it's not the clusterfuck that that D.C. is. D.C. is the most difficult city to once you get off the highway in there. Cool. To get from yeah, A to B is just almost impossible. It'll take you forever. Brutal. I, I see why people ride bikes because otherwise there's no way. And once you're in it, like you do not put up with other drivers that are not equipped for driving here. Like you're like, 
dude, just get, just stop, just get out of the way. But Maryland drivers are are notorious though for being some of the worst drivers in America. Is that is that actually like a what do you what do what do Maryland drivers think about themselves? <laughs> you know, I, we're so close to New York that it's not that bad because uh, Maryland drivers can be aggressive. But you go into Manhattan and it's just it's, the the shit show there is is ten times worse. So true, yeah. true. Oof. I, I've never been to New York, but I mean, obviously heard stories. And stuff. You, don't, you don't want to drive. I, I made the mistake of driving into Manhattan one time and it'll never happen again. Oh, I loved it. I love driving in Manhattan because I'm at home, man, because I, I have to drive to D.C. like every day for work or I did for COVID. And man, when I was in New York, I'm like, oh, this is dude. You just you just got to, you know, you use your car as kind of like a um, uh, it's like a game of chicken most of the time <laughs> where you're driving around. It's like, oh, I'm going to change lanes here. I mean. You can to give me. backstory, Vance's father drove. Uh, I rode with him maybe twice in my life, and I've never been more scared in a parent's vehicle because <laughs> Vance's well, father. What did he drove. do? He drove a hundred always, dog. You know that he never. <laughs> I know you were in the car too. Always. I did not know that. Twice maybe max. I was. It was me and you doing something or whatever, oh, going God. somewhere. I was just like, yeah, I am so terrifying. like. I've never been with a parent, like a friend's <laughs> parent, and be like, I am so not safe right now. This is ridiculous. Oh man, yeah, dude, that was fun though. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right um so yeah i guess uh oh here's this did you guys even have anybody checked the calendar recently did you guys check do you know do you oh know? no you i never, what's never. Going on right now <laughs> currently never joe do you know what's currently being celebrated guys chevy truck month oh that's <laughs> right hell yeah and Black uh truck. and vance bought a chevy truck bro america's no, right on yeah, he did. Oh, dude, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, you didn't even. Chevy, know Chevy Silverado, fifteen hundred LT, five point five point three liter V eight. Ashley, are you Y'all, serious? What yeah, color? yeah. Rats. What color is it? It's like a it starts with a T. Um, it's Damn. like a it's like metallic, like a silver ish, like a gray, like a dark bluish gray metallic. Okay. Yeah. It's a good looking wow. truck. Do a lot of people have trucks in the DC area? Why would you? Actually, you'd be shocked. There is a t- ton of trucks. Not like Texas, yeah. but like Northern Virginia has a lot of trucks. It's still like we're still in Virginia. Oh uh, yeah. You know, like okay, it's, okay, okay. it's it's extremely liberal, but there are you see like now that I have one, I'm like seeing all the trucks. Yeah. Dude, we had a, a, a truck Trump drive. In town, swear to God, a couple hundred trucks all had Trump, massive Trump flags. Once you have one, you're like, oh, dude, it was it was great. Yeah, old Trump, um, Lake Travis debacle. Oh, the boat debacle that was delightful. But yeah, no, so I I actually I I wanted to fit in, guys. So I went out and bought an I I bought an extended cab, heavy duty truck. Put a giant pair of tesla back. Giant pair of truck nuts on. Yeah, I'm talking. You didn't. Oh, I did. No, I do. Actually, I got to fit in around here. So I bought, they're, they're fucking metal. They're yeah. huge. They are so big. Like the thing damn near, gra- like when I go over a speed bump, like it drags the ground and fucking sparks shoot off. Yeah. Like, I, I caught a motorcycle's hair on fire because he was driving too close to me because fuck yeah, my truck. Like I went a step further. You know how like on Jaguars, like the car, the Jaguar, they got that hood ornament. Yeah, I put a giant fucking cock on my truck and my truck nuts on the back because because that son bitch needs to be on my hood. I need to let everybody know I'm a, I'm a man. God damn it. I'm a I, I, don't, to, I, I need to send you the um the feature film that I produced like eleven years ago. And yes, there's, we, do. There's, we there's, all need to see that. I a, need to see that immediately. It, it actually fits very well into this episode. It, it's a, <laughs> it was meant no. to be a ode to the stoner comedy and it um features some truck nuts. So 
Oh, dude. Yeah. I, I actually, obviously, all that's made up. I did buy it back when I was living okay. in Texas. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, nah, fuck. Good that's that's absurd. But no, I did. I bought a Tundra back when I was in Texas because I was easily sold by the commercial. I remember, remember when the they were Tundra, dude. Remember when the Tundra was dragging the fucking spaceship on TV or whatever the commercial <laughs> yeah, was? I literally. The one, the two I, yeah, I went out like two days later and bought that fucking. Like, dude, you, had, you did not have that long. No, dude, because it's dumb. I, I'm <laughs> just as similar as I'm God, guessing DC is driving a Tundra in downtown Austin on Sixth Street, where it doesn't park anywhere, and you have to take up two spots. So you have to buy two fucking different meters. Dumb. I sold it in like six months. A, it's a waste of gas. B, you can't park it. C, I don't yeah. need a fucking yeah. extended cab Tundra. It's absurd. Well, why'd you well, buy Tundra? Between the Tundra and the Tacoma, is that's that where uh, the Tundra's bigger because America. America and Texas and 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 truck nuts is bigger. Dude, it's a Toyota. It's not. It's not America at all. It's get it was, that. I, I get bought it from an American. I bought it from an American. I'm, I'm a liberal Austinite, but I'm still a truck driver truck. Yeah, it, I'm, it, I'm an Austin Texas. Literally, a Toyota truck is the worst thing you could have possibly done. Oh, so it was so dumb, dude. Yeah, I just like you know, I, I got my first job where I was making a little bit of money, and I was like, let me just buy a truck. And I was like, this is dumb. This is a gigantic waste of money. <laughs> talking about people that we know that one hundred percent track Toyota. Ashley might be dating somebody. Okay. With yeah. Hey, oh, now we have yeah. the left turn. I'm more interested in than even weed. What do we got there, Ash? Yeah. Toyota. Tundra. Oh wow, this is podcasting. No, we get this is gonna be cut out. <laughs> All right, fifty six minutes in editing that out. All right, so Tim Kirkland back, bro. <laughs> sure, sure what you are. Yeah, it's not good. He's <laughs> never gonna listen to it anyway. My editing process is I drink another beer while I listen to this back. I usually don't <laughs> cut it. Fifty-seven minutes, and I guarantee I have I have never listened to a podcast. <laughs> I've literally I never <laughs> I listened to that. one. I believe it. This on a, on our text chain with everybody. I listen to them back. Uh, I know. Oh, yeah, you guys no, all do. It's, it's amazing you guys can hear your own voice and not cringe and want to crawl into a hole. Well, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. But I, I, I want to know how cringeworthy it is for me. Debate <laughs> how cringeworthy it will be for anyone else. See, I, I can't know that. I don't want to know. <laughs> I do not want to know. Uh, yeah. So Tim, so I mean, literally, because again, like I have so many more questions. I have, I have. How do you keep an orchid alive? What are your tips? Wait, wait, tricks? wait. Why'd you bring up the truck thing with Tim? Did, wait, does Tim have a truck? I don't even know. So no. no, okay. Yeah. Well, I just I just wanted to left turn into why did you buy a truck? Why did you buy a truck? Honestly, did uh well. Oh, he was. Here's a it, it was a complicated process. So our B, our BMW we kept having to like it kept breaking down, and so we were like screw this thing. Even though it it did us well, we were like all right, we're gonna get a new car. So we we sold it, and then we didn't have a car. And then Lauren d- is like doing this like competing in horse shows and stuff so she was like well if we get a truck then oh look at that what's up there's a cat there's a cat love that screen. cat Eiffel. love that cat basically lauren was like i want a truck because i want a trailer and i was like i want a truck because i want a truck because fuck yeah yeah because i wasn't into it at first but then she showed me them and i was like oh hell yeah let's go i like this dude same i know the feeling it's so dumb it's <laughs> yes, so dumb but you it's get such in. a it's such a sexist masculine thing. Oh. I think it's like, but I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm a better person when I'm driving a truck. You just feel well, is Lauren from South at all. Like why, why was she interested in having a truck for her horse? Oh, okay. Mm. Well, that 
Lauren is probably one of 10% of truck owners that actually use her truck for a, a, at least an intended purpose. But, yo, that was a badass thing was that I got to have a really powerful engine because we got to haul that horse. So I didn't get like a regular truck. I got to have like a souped up engine, which was kind of nice. You can start racing that motherfucker? Souped up engine. It's like not, it's not actually souped that up. big. It's like, it's like a yeah. V6. I don't know. It's a, it's a V8, sir. 5.3 liter V8. <laughs> sir. So ridiculous. Oh, Lordy. All right. So, Tim, genuinely, just, just kind of like open forum, bro, throwing it back to you. Like, w- what are some interesting stories in, in your line of, uh, oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In your line of work. And, well, we'll just start there. Do you, do you have anything like, what are some tips? You know what I mean? Like, anything yes. anybody should know. What am I, line of work right now? Yeah. I mean, is, uh, is that even a line? Okay. Let me know. I didn't even ask that. Like, it doesn't do sound you, like a line of work. Is it just personal? Is that all you do this for? Yeah. This is, uh, that's, well, we'll look that in the podcast. Yeah. But I mean, I have a, a, network of people that uh enjoy the product but not you know i don't i don't let's just say i don't sell it to them so there's no yeah no profit in it but i, I mean i feel like if we we're going to talk about one thing that we haven't yet it seems like you guys are pretty uh interested in edibles which is also part of what i do so is it questions about how that. does that process work yeah it's actually pretty interesting it's pretty uh no part of the plant really gets wasted so the flowers, the buds, that's the, the main fun part for everybody. But uh, what I do is all the leaves that are low in THC have some on them. So I actually take all the leaves, trim them off the plants uh, while I'm drying the buds, and then take those leaves and then cook them uh, for like three hours with butter and then put them into a little jar overnight in the fridge. And then the butter actually separates from the THC and uh, makes like a block of weed butter. And I'll use that to, to do some cooking. I typically make uh, either Rice Krispie treats or fudge. Oh, damn, dude. Damn. <laughs> there is an older gentleman uh, that I've known for a long time. I'm not going to name him. A, he'll never listen. B, just in case he doesn't want to be dragged. But he's a very religious uh, gentleman. And I never understood why. Because I was well aware that he was a big into edibles specifically. Uh, until the one time that he was like, yeah, have you ever taken edibles and gone to church? And I was like, well, uh, no, I haven't. So, uh, so, and I was in Colorado at the time. Again, I've never broken the law. Not once. Never. Not, yep. I was in Colorado. So I fucking did. And I, I'll admit, I felt a little bit. I felt there was a, there was a thing. There was something, you know, like there's a. Did when, you raise your hand? Uh, no, I didn't. I did. Well, it was a church. I mean, first of all, it was a church I'd never been to and a church that I was never coming back to. So I was like, I'm not going to pretend like, God if I feel it, I, don't get me wrong. I wasn't going to fight it. Like if that, if the spirit of whatever, like I caught on, I would have, but I didn't, but I at least understood because you know what, while everybody's singing together, there's a unity, not even talking about the specifics or the details, but just the unity of however many people in a room all purposefully, you know, coming together for one reason, whatever that a, reason is a concert. I mean, no, dude, that's where I was going with it. A concert, a sporting event. Sporting. When everybody's cheering, yeah. you know, when everybody's cheering at fourth and goal and there's three seconds left, like we're all screaming for the same thing. There is a moment there. And it very similarly, kind of the church thing or whatever. And I admit I'm kind of shoehorning this in here, but I do want to like get the like, Tim, have you ever done that? Or, I, first of all, like, are you a religious guy? But have you ever gotten high and gone to church? So, no, I've had very, very few church experiences. I mean, as you probably guessed by now, with my parents both being scientists, they're not too <laughs> religious. Uh, so my, my mother, my mother's actually Jewish. My dad's Lutheran. But just growing up, I mean, they're into the traditions of, you know, the holidays and uh, culture part of it. Did you do Christmas? 
Yeah, we do. We do every holiday is pretty much in there. And actually, I mean, I'll say this for another time, but uh, Kwanzaa was a part of of something that we celebrated growing up too. Uh, and then, interesting. Yeah, for me, when it comes to religion, I mean, I I appreciate what it what the what it is, but uh, more of a spiritual than religious person. So if you don't mind, and this is kind of how we usually wind down a lot of these, uh, these, you know, I don't even know if you want to call it wind down because it's more usually the weirdest part of it. But do you mind me just kind of rapid fire asking you some God questions? Let's go for it. All right. So do you believe in God? Whatever God may have been, may be, what, no definitions. Is there something more powerful than, than life as we know it? out there you know real quick let me switch it flip it back to you are, are you a, a god believer because i have a few questions that i want to get to too by all means i'm i'm an open book i don't know a goddamn thing about god i believe there is something if if left to the purposefully vague reality that i can't possibly define be it he or she i doubt it has genitals so i think it's a waste of time to call it a he or she i bet there is that's a man joe it's God has, you know how big my truck nuts are? God's nuts like three times, probably like seven times, because I feel like seven's in the Bible. But no, uh, yes, I, I, I do believe that there is something. What that something is, meh. But I do believe there is. Would you say that you believe, and, and no is a fucking fine answer, because Vance is on the no side. So like we're, we are a, an array podcast here. But would you say that you would think there's something? So, I mean, for me, I have more more questions than answers. Uh I'm on the same page as you that I would hope that there's something, but I'm a big skeptic when it comes to God and religion. So I actually, I mean, the funny part of this is I I dated a girl that was a very strict Catholic for a couple years. I mean, we were on and off, uh, nothing, nothing too serious. Like she never introduced me to her parents for a reason, but she was (laughs) kind of rebellious in her family and dating me in the first place and oh wow i would always have questions for her and her family that i tried to get to and never really got any answers so like when it pops into my head when you're talking about something like heaven like let me ask you what like if i am in my 30s now and kill myself to go to heaven and i'm a good person do i get to be in my 30s in heaven or am i gonna if I wait till I'm 85 and then die, do I have to be stuck at that age? That's a question for Ashley. <laughs> why, why, why me specifically? Because I think you're the most um, heaven and hell person on this podcast right now. I don't think Ashley believes in hell. Yeah. I actually, I, I actually think she's on record as that. I was a non-hell believer. My, my, that's right. That's right. My, my version of hell. No, that's okay. My version of hell is the absence of the afterlife. That's right. Which I think is, but that's still a totally viable question or like, um, you know, throw to me because yeah. I feel like just what he's saying is, yeah, if, um, I mean, suicide is a very sensitive topic. I have a couple girls who are incredibly close to me in my life who have both um, experienced um, suicide through their fathers, um, which oh, opened up my which opened up my mindset uh, in in incredible ways. And gosh, I don't know, maybe we can save those stories for another time as well. But, um, you know, we've talked deeply with those girls about kind of the thing that he was touching on is like, okay, well, if I die now, if I die at 85, my vision on it is that life after death is like ephemeral and non, um, you know, non-binary, non- 
physical. Right. Clothes on. My follow-up question was like, what are you wearing? Is everybody naked? Yeah. <laughs> well, Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden, we all had leaves. I think we all know that. But no, I, I, I think it's an example. No, they weren't covered, Joe. Read the Bible, bro. <laughs> yeah, but I think that when you go to that heavenly place, like that's why we were covered because we – Right, that's what the Bible says. It was no, like, they covered themselves after sin. Yeah, that after was sin. that was. Yeah, the they were they were swinging away before they the were sin. swinging away, and everything was fine. And then it was sin that somehow made them realize that there is original sin and blah blah blah. And so then I think that heaven must be the absence of any kind of that shame, disease, pain, suffering of any kind. So it, it, you live in a state of that's ageless, genderless. I think it's some kind of like soul experience that transcends. Where are you? Is there? And does everyone go? What if you stayed married to the same person your whole life, but you secretly hated them? Are you stuck with them for eternity, or no? I think any way out of that. Interesting. (laughs) Very. Oh, this is very. This is very interesting. No, no I like I like this a Being lot. Very disowned for your whole life and hating them at the same time. I'm sure that happens, dude. I'm sure that happens a lot. I'm sure honestly. that I, I feel like it happened like 40 years ago, but I, we're too selfish oh, now. I know what happened now. I know a couple right now, and the dude really hates. <laughs> Walking every time we have six beers, it's just like, oh, so you're going to talk about her now, all right? So I guess we're not going to watch the game anymore. Cool. Why? Why? I don't know. People are dumb. So I've actually, I I actually had to take a class just recently, actually this week, because I was honored to be asked to be the official godmother of my nephew. Nice. I am his aunt, but they asked me to also be the, you know, spiritual godmother within the Catholic faith. So I was required to take a course to um, kind of complete that godmother certificate and then um, join in like a Zoom call, which would have been a person thing, full blown. Um, and part of it, like I even I even asked my sister and she listens to our podcast from time to time. What was the quiz? I'm sorry. I got it. What, what was the quiz? Sub Lauren. And yeah, I want yeah, one of the 12 right? listeners uh, on the on the original podcast. What was on uh, the quiz? No, I mean, they just asked you questions about like um it, it really challenged how you feel it, it was very clear to me that they're indoctrinating the catholic faith through and given everything i've said on this podcast before and i still stand b- beside the first thing i ever said on the first episode i was ever on I do uh, identify as a Catholic Christian because I do love and appreciate the traditions. And I do feel like there is some kind of um, linear, like familial connection to that, which I love and cling to me personally, as a human being, I consider myself more spiritual than religious. Anyway, that's all going off the the sides, but um, I totally lost. All right, no worries. That was my fault. That was my fault. Yeah, asking you specific questions on a godmother quiz is not fair. Okay, Tim. Tim, what if you don't mind my asking? What do you think happens next? Yeah, I think about that a lot, or not too much, but I try not to think about it. I I have no idea. I would hope that um, there's something else. I hope that this isn't it. But you know, back to my parents being uh, interesting parents. I remember when I was like six years old being at a beach house and uh somehow the question came up like what happens when you die my mom looking over and be like you just rot in the ground 
Yeah. <laughs> like freaking me out. What's wrong with that? Why is that an unacceptable answer? Dude, that's, that's scary. scary. That's a scary thought. Yeah, you don't want the party. You want to run the ground right now, Joe? You want to leave Raiden? Not right just, now. Uh, Not right run. now, but when I'm 88, probably. I would hope no, there's something. I would think you won't want to spend more time. You won't want one more minute with your kids. Well, I mean, I, I personally want the next chapter to also see my kids and all of you. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I want that. To, but, but I don't. I would think oh, but you think it's going to happen. Opposite of this, this structure, right? That you, Joseph, as, you know, as a believer in something after that, you don't think that you brought the ground in advance that I would think that you as a quote unquote atheist, although we're, we're pulling you slowly from the, from the, from the word. There's been no pulling. <laughs> But but I will say, no, I think you guys just like made me think, oh, yeah, I guess I don't give a shit anymore. I'm an agnostic now because I'm not I don't want to argue with people. I don't think that at all. I respect agnostics more than I respect believers or non-believers. Being willing to admit you don't know is the only side I can. I just I I don't want to like argue with. I just want people to just do their thing now. I'm like, cool. That's how I feel, too. I don't I don't even want to know or need to know all the answers. I just hope there's something else. That's it. I, I have no idea what it, I, I hope I just can't, can't comprehend what that is because like what it all comes down to is the more I think about I took an astronomy class in college and the more that I know about the different planets and stars and how we evolved it's like how does this make sense because if you kill a fruit fly and I did in Ashley's apartment earlier where does where does he go how dare you is that it fruit fly, you. or does the fruit fly have its own fruit fly heaven or does it yeah you know, evolve maybe into some, is it reincarnate into some other species or, I mean, what happened before humans were around? What about when we were just uh, bacteria or what about mm-hmm. when it was just fish? Well, we, no, we came from Adam. Yeah. Fish. Uh, I don't, I, I came from yeah, a yeah, man. Came Adam from creationism. Either. Creationism. Hell yeah. No, I, I just, I, I think it's, it's infinitely interesting because nobody knows and it could be anything. It literally could be no matter what your explanation is. And that's why I enjoy doing these. No matter what it is you believe comes next, that's valid. No one can prove you wrong. And here, and, and I'm working on a theory and he, here's kind of what it is. We recently got uh, my kids this weird gift of butterflies in a box. Well, sorry, Joe. Science would say actually that, no, that's not true. There's I would, all the evidence that we have says that like there's no like. I would challenge the idea that you have any evidence of what happens after death because the evidence is none nobody has been able to okay so evidence so if you took your brain out of your your head right now would you my brain's my soul who says my soul has now we have to believe in a soul yeah you don't have to okay i don't have to believe in anything so it's your soul is can you you don't have to believe in it can you prove that the soul does not exist can you prove that no can Can i prove prove that it exists can i prove that it exists no Oh, but that's no the, one has proof. But I still go back to the things that I've said before in previous episodes. It's like, you know, that thing in your head, that consciousness. And Vance, this even resonated with you. It's like when you lay your head down at night, you have your thoughts, your private thoughts to yourself. Like, where does that come from? You know, where, why are you, it's not just like a conditioned thing. It's some kind of intrinsically born thing in you where you're asking yourself like, oh, did I have a good day? Did I have a bad day? Why? You know, did this X, Y, and Z happen? How can I make next day better? Would it be possible? When I lay my head down, I'm usually, I'm usually like watching Netflix 
or as we all are. As Ashley, could it be possible though that we eventually build a robot that is sophisticated enough to question itself the way we do? No, because that's Cyril, Cyril, Cyril's Chinese room. We'll go. Well, we can do an episode on that. Cyril's Chinese room. Look it up. There's no. We we can never achieve AI. He really? It, yeah, he proved it right. Like okay, well, that's a no. I have to look that up because I've yeah, gone, that's I've gone down several Elon Musk rabbit holes about AI and how all. I literally, actually, it's funny that you said this because I legitimately had a dream night before last where I was convinced that this whole life experience was an AI. Where oh, it easily could be. Game, so. Easily could be, and that's what debunks my like. Because I think there's a soul. Play-Doh, I can't, can't prove shit, but this easily could be simulation. It, it Play-Doh, easily bro, could the, be. the 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 shadows on the cave, bro. Yeah, we might be. Yeah, like literally, that's what that, I mean. That's what the stars could be. They could be pinholes to the world. We're all living Bulls. in a box. That's what they are. We're all living in a box, much like <laughs> the butterflies that we bought my kids. They come as larvae, like little caterpillar oh. things in a box. And you take you take them and you put them in this big clear, like I don't know, fucking big clear box essentially. And you watch them slowly crawl up to the top of that thing, form the little chrysalises, and then hatch into a you know they're a butterfly now, but they're in this box. Yeah. They are th- their <laughs> beginning to life is so artificial. Mm-hmm. If they and then and then we reach in, grab them, and then we took them out and put them onto a tree. <laughs> that that literally 100% happened. That is their story of birth. It's a fact. It's true. It happened. If they meet another butterfly that was born in the wild mm. and they tell that story to that butterfly, that butterfly is going to say you're full of shit. There's no way that's not possible. All the facts that I have I like this premise. as a wild butterfly, I know the facts 100%. This is a that Pixar movie, dude. You are incorrect. <laughs> Meanwhile, that butterfly that was born in my goddamn garage is not lying. They are just as valid as any wild butterfly. They have incredibly different, I, I would argue, complete polar opposite origin stories. What if it's the same as humanity, but with our end story? What if everybody believes something different? But we are all just as valid. I, I, I am a staunch believer that you cannot prove me wrong. And I also believe that I can't prove you wrong, whatever it is you believe. Because, much like these butterflies, they're both right. But they're both fucking wrong. If this wild butterfly is like, no, dude, you get born from your mom in the bush down the street. And the guy's like, the other butterfly's like, no, motherfucker, you get born in a box. And some hairy asshole grabs you from his garage and sets you free. Like, they're both right. All but right. Both wait, wrong. while we're on butterflies, <laughs> bugs life or ants? Oh, bugs life bugs life are you bugs life, right there's no bugs life, bugs all life. Day, I, I i think i watched bugs life the day my cat died and it was Love bug. dude you haven't Ooh. watched bugs life in the last in the next in the past five years I don't think so. Go go back and watch Bugs Life. No, Chad, it's honestly a really good movie. It's like, a really good movie. We just watched it with the kids. But yeah, no, that's that's my belief on all that bullshit. So who knows anything? But uh, Bugs, Bugs, Bugs Life. Bugs Life. I have a question for you, actually. So Hit me. If you had the option to upload your consciousness to the cloud at some point. Fuck no. Hell Fuck. yeah. Absolutely not. Upload me. You could be I whatever personally, age you want. You could be whatever scenario nah. you want. You could have an, uh... I personally believe whatever's coming next is worth going. Where that is or what that is, I don't know. I have no facts. I have no information, but I'm willing I'm to roll that dice. I, I, Bad roll the dice. 
I can live forever and I can just get in the consciousness here. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Snake eyes, <dog>. baby. <laughs> Wait, so Tim, same question. Tim, what, what, would you do? Because clearly, I think Ash is on my side. Vance is not. Where, where do you, you know, how, do you roll the dice or not, sir? Yeah. I'm literally in the middle and I'd probably go with the cloud because I could create my, my own heaven. I could do... You know, you can get basically pick and choose what your life is going to be. You can be in the same age for forever. You can, you know, make sure you. I don't want to be that smart. You know, I feel like somebody out there has got something better in store for me, and I, I, I do trust in that. It's really Not rolling the dice. It is. It sure is, though. No, but both maybe, sides is rolling maybe, dice. Maybe yeah. I like living on the edge. Death yeah. might suck, actually. Like, we might die in whatever the next chapter is. We I'm might be like, shit. We should have un- be able to sleep better at night knowing that See, something people, else and greater is Vance out there. would agree with that. Like, we, like, people aren't, like, Vance, you've said that before. Like, you're like, in a way, I'm jealous of your, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, your, your, um, you know, so solidarity in this, like, like thought process. Optimism. Yeah. 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 I wish I could. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But it's not, not true, so I'm not going to. So <laughs> Can't prove shit. Tim, I just like that you would Where's want Eric? to. Where's Eric? I need Eric. I need Eric as my <laughs> I love that guy. I'm just glad that you would want there to be something else because we, we had another guy on there one time, and he's, he's the first person I'd ever asked that said he doesn't want anything next. Was that Jeffrey? What? But yes, and but, no, but get this, dude. No, get this. I had some friends over because it, it, I had some friends over because it's South Dakota and we don't social distance here because COVID ain't real. Hashtag America first. Fuck scientists. Um, and I, I, we, I literally, we were super drunk. And I was like, hey, can I just start interviewing you for a podcast? It's, <laughs> it's the worst 30 minutes of a podcast. Oh, really? Oh, oh my it. God. It's Wait, me and her and another buddy. And we were just screaming over each other. Like, it's, <laughs> it's 2 a.m. drunk God talk. Like, it's not good. It's just, we're screaming. But anyways, she said that she was like, yeah, I don't want anything. She's like, I, I, I just, why would you want anything. I've done everything I want to do. By the time I'm 90, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to be done. And I respected that and the completion of it all. Yeah. I don't personally want that. I, I will admit I want a second chapter, but if you're done, you're done. Who gives a shit? You know but what I mean? Actually, like, I, should... I actually really do resonate with that. And that's actually something that I tried to tell Jeffrey on that podcast is that I do live in a way that I live like life. Something that my dad said to me when I was very young that has never left me was that um, life is not a dress rehearsal. This is the the act, you know, this, you know, it, and, it. The, and that was poetic for me because I've always loved, you know, stage and theater and whatever, but I've always felt that way. And I think, you know, my dying wish, and I think friends and people who know me well would know that like, I live life to the fullest. Like I pretty much leave it all on the table. So I feel very much that way. I'm not necessarily looking for a second act. I just think that there's something completely beyond the consciousness that I understand here that's even unbelievable. I've, I feel very blessed and grateful for the life that I've lived, but I think there's something better beyond it. And so that's like exciting and motivating to me in some way, I guess. Yeah. You know who else believes that? All the characters in A Bug's Life. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> out there made it 80 Offer. minutes in. Thank y'all for Wait. listening. Holy shit. Okay. At... Everything is in seven. Whoever tweets fucking anything, that's what the next topic is going to be. Tweet anything. I don't care. Pick a book, pick a movie, pick anything. I pick a topic, pick like, pick like 1940s gangsters suits. Uh, I will, I will literally Google zoot suits for the next four fucking days. Everything is interesting. Everything is interesting. At everything is in seven because I'm not clever enough to make a good Twitter handle. This is not going to work. Dog, (laughs) someone's going to tweet me. You know, the only person that's following us on Twitter right now is Eric Herring's mother. (laughs) 
Shout out, <laughs> Marine. Uh, Marine, I love you. You're the only follower on, so on Twitter right so now, and I love you to death. Host, I should follow. Right? Oh my god, Tim! Thank you for coming on, dude. This was fucking really yeah, fun. Thanks, way man. more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like way more fun. I'm sure when you thought I was going to be talking about Bromelias and orchids, it was probably yeah. <laughs> you are not kidding. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, well, yeah. Thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time. <laughs>